Welcome hey. back. Hey, welcome back up? to another episode of <laughs> The Table. You liked last week's episode, I guess, because it was weird, but you're back. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back. The women of It's For The Table want to bring a little something for everybody. That's right, to the table. We're here to share our experiences as authentically as we would at a Sunday brunch with each other. Unafraid to shine a light on topics otherwise kept in the dark. We're unapologetic a little bit messy, and ready to own our stories. Take an hour, take off your bra, if you're wearing one, drink your wine, or whatever else you're drinking, and let's be heard together. <laughs> Wait, I actually think, <laughs> I'm going to just say this on here now, I think we have to take out the line with the bra. We've never worn one. I am not wearing a bra right now. We I actually don't think does anymore. Every week, I think. I do not wear at bra. least the second or third time we've had this conversation. As long as we are still in the queue, quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just make quarantine trendy? I'm like, what? In the queue. We're in the queue. I actually got that from my um, younger, close friend of mine. Like, she said the queue, and I was like, are you calling yourself a queen? And she's like, no, quarantine. I was like, oh, okay. Is she Gen so, Z? Yes. She's be. so cool. I was going to say, there's no way you came up with that yourself, Liz. I didn't. I didn't. You're so too old. All right, so as long as we're in the queue, no bras, period. No bras. Okay. Can I wear a sports bra? Yeah, that like that. Yeah, that counts. Yes, Carl, my tickle like, bitty, my tickle bitty swag. <laughs> Your tickle bitties. They swag. Um, like, I can't do with it. Fine. All right, you just you. can't have you just can't have wire in the bra. No wire. Good call. I wonder if that like this the my my microphone picked up my titty slap. Just I mean, there. I I mean, I heard it. So. <laughs> okay, last week's episode. <laughs> If you haven't checked it out yet. <laughs> this is the longest the intro. She I am so she sorry. She doesn't even remember what our last episode was. No. Was I, like, I, <laughs> while we were prepping, she goes, all right, I'm doing the recap. Um, wait, what did we record last week? <laughs> what was... we're, we've been in the queue too long. I'm losing my mind. Um, but no, last week's episode was about dating and um, how miserably, horribly bad Alyssa and I both are at it. Um, but we're funny, and then Gab was really good at it, and snagged herself a husband who she loves so much that she married him twice, and um, Lisa did some stuff on Tinder. <laughs> like, some dude wants her to ride a bicycle. It was, like, really weird, really bizarre, but super fun. So, if you haven't checked that out yet, um, give it a listen, and uh, we know that you'll enjoy it. We're positive. Just, we can't not love 100% it. 100% positive. Um, <laughs> And if you're not already, you should be, but please follow us on our social media platforms. We are on Instagram and on Twitter for it's at it's for the table. Um, so make sure you like, subscribe, retweet, DM, any of the above. Um, so we're going to jump right into it. This week's episode is all about insecurities. <laughs> so we... Um, <laughs> We always appreciate your guys' feedback, and we got a lot of feedback recently about how much um, you guys enjoy how real we get about certain topics, um, and we always want to make sure there's a balance to our content. So last week was fun and lighthearted and weird about dating, so we wanted to, uh, uh, <laughs> I guess, get a little serious and talk about what makes us insecure. So, like, we've been in the queue so long. <laughs> Um, wait, all- <laughs> am I wait? Am I not getting credit for the queue right now? Like, you said it three times already. You no credit monger. No credit monger gets gets credit for the queue. Um, 
so so we've been we've been in quarantine for a long time so it's like you have a lot of time to like sit with your thoughts and sometimes your thoughts are negative um so I feel like insecurities are like kind of like an all-time high for a lot of people um and we just want to like you know air them out talk about it and I honestly this is something that even as close as we are like we haven't really like ever been like this is my deepest darkest insecurity and I want to share it with you um so we so decided to share it with all of you instead I am well, I literally think, breaking out in hives <laughs> I also think that our insecurities are so prominent too because over the past couple of years like we've been so heavily working on it especially yeah. with going to therapy and stuff so I think that's why we're actually comfortable talking about it yeah it takes it takes like a minute to get there oh yeah oh yeah all right, so we're going to start jumping into some of our individual insecurities then. So who wants to start? I think Carl. Oh, right? I'll yeah, go, I think Carl. Yeah. If I don't go now, I'll just never go. I'll just like make up excuses. I'll be like, Wait. yeah, tell me more about that, and then we'll run okay. out of time, and I will never have one. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. So my, I would say, like, my biggest insecurity is that I am, like, not enough. And it's, like, it can be it like manifests in different ways so it's like like not good enough not smart enough not pretty enough not all of those things that like we like are supposed to be um but also just like my presence isn't enough like it's I'm just like like in a room like I just didn't bring enough like I didn't bring enough to the table like I feel like like I'm just not giving enough um so it, it reminds me of um the episode of Oh, what's it called? One Tree Hill. Why can't I ever remember what it's called? So in One Tree Hill, they, like, are given this, like, photo assignment, and they have to, like, do this thing, and Brooke Davis, who, like, I love and idolize, um, like, stands in front of a projector and, like, has all of her insecurities, like, projected onto her, and a lot of them are about, like, not being enough, Um, and I, in her character, and I just, like, I feel a lot of the same like energy where it's like she just does so much like she's just like starting a clothing line at 16 and like has to be the most popular she's like is the student council president like she does so much but it's because she feels like she's not enough and I feel like I did that for like a lot of my life for like I I mean you you do still that you you still I feel like you're always on the go always doing something always Always. helping somebody always you know with a friend or a sibling or a family member like always helping in some sort of way yeah, and it's just, like, I feel like I have to do a lot because, like, I just feel like I'm not enough. And I, and I I know, like, objectively that, like, I am because, like, there's so many people in my life where I'm, like, just their existence is enough. Like, they don't need to do anything to be or be better or anything like that. So, it's, like, but it's so hard when you apply that to yourself. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, I just, I feel like it came from a long life of being a perfectionist. And just needing to have perfect grades and perfect this and be social and be popular and win the election and do this and that and the other thing. And yeah, it was just like my, like my childhood kind of like was that. And then I went into high school and my, those fundamental years, I was like, I have to get perfect grades, but also work because I have to pay my way, but I can't quit dance. I can't be a quitter. Um, that also goes so. because perfect is unachievable because it doesn't exist. So that's why you never felt like you were enough because you, you're striving for something that doesn't, doesn't like, exist. You, that doesn't exist exactly. Right. It's like so weird too because like I can separate myself from it now. And I think that's because of the last eight months that I've been like working hard on like understanding mm-hmm. who I am. Um, but even when you know it objectively, you still find yourself doing shit where it's like oh, for sure. you just know yeah. it. Like you're just like I'm doing this because – I feel like I have to overcompensate for something. Yeah. So, like, I can't just go to a party. I have to plan the party. Like, right. 
you know like I can't just mm-hmm. even with right. like, my friends like I can't just like be on the camping trip I have to bring my cast iron skillet and make everyone dinner and they and like I have to coordinate the kayaking trip like I have to do all of those things right I have to because it's like me just being there isn't enough I have to I have to make sure that everything goes smoothly right I mean the one the one thing with you Carl I think from the other end um so you think that you're 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 never enough and you have to do a hundred things for everybody you're always doing something me the way I look at that I'm like Carl's like Carl's the one I like rely on for answers or like things that I need help with because you're going to say yes, no matter what. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, on the other end, like, when you view from it from the other end, it's like, oh, like, she's a real one. Like, she's going to be there no matter what. And I think that's, that's, that's like, a, a nice trait, though. Thank you. Yeah. I, sh- I strive to be reliable. I do. You are. You're so reliable. Thank you. But, like, I mean, when you... Go ahead, Liz. No, I was just going to say, just by you doing so much, though, it becomes at your own expense. And it's not at some point I I'd get the same way because at some point I'm doing so much for other people that it's actually not about them anymore. Like I'm only doing it to make myself feel better. Yes. Like it's so it's like it's not even me doing it for them. It's me feeling like I have to kill myself to make me feel better. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's and and this is like it's oh it's like always like low key about you. Yeah. You know oh I mean? like, yeah. Yeah. You, you you feel better because you help someone like mm-hmm. like like. It's yeah. there is that underlying thing where it's like you're doing things to like help make yourself feel better or like to like fill a void, but right, right. yeah, but at well, least, yeah, at least nice. avoid, I mean, that void isn't materialistic though, you know, yeah, like there I are voids that are, un- yeah, <laughs> there's voids that are unhealthy, but I, I think you know, there's there's positivity to knowing that like your void is always trying to make people happy or help have a you know, a lending hand or anything like that, mm-hmm. or just like making really good baked goods for people, yeah. Oh my God, that's like my, all my life validation comes from when people like my baked goods. <laughs> they, when people like Liz text me that her mom liked the cupcakes and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was so excited. Um, yep. So that's one, my biggest insecurity. That is. Next? Oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go big, right? Go big or go home. My biggest, um, my, my, definitely my biggest insecurity is... I don't know how to put this, if it's really insecurity or not. I guess not having confidence, but, like, I allow people to walk all over me. Mm. Like, there was a good point in my life. I think it comes in, it comes in like, waves. But most recently, I feel like I allowed a lot of people to tell me what to do or or just walk all over me or just be my voice and I ended up losing a lot of what I felt and that was that was with everything it was it was with um my family it was it was with my husband too you know it was with work and and I always wanted to change what I felt to please the other person Mm. and like I realized how much I do that and it sucks because you lose like a little bit of you when you do that. Yeah. 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 And then you and then it, you lose so much that you like look back and you're like, wait, but I it could be something as so stupid as like a food. Like you start eating something that you hate and you're like, wait, but I never liked that. Why am I eating it? But you did it to please whoever wanted to order mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an example, but obviously there's bigger versions of that. But I don't know. I mean, I'm happy that I that I realize it, but like that's definitely something that is so hard for me to like get over. I think I, I get freaked out um, and get anxious about about what people will react and say if I ended up saying how I really felt. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like you gotta you gotta use your voice though. Right. Do you know what I mean? And you also have like a like a good one, like not just that singing, um, but like mm-hmm. <laughs> you have like a you have like a thoughtful and like and um, like intentional point of view. So like it's a shame that you feel like you can't share it because like people should hear you. Oh, that was so nice. That was so nice. No, but yeah, but like sometimes I even catch myself. I do it a lot. I mean, I'm literally doing it right now. I'm literally doing it right now where I want to say something, but I don't know how to say it because I'm nervous about about how people are going to react. Yeah. And I just constantly like stutter or or rethink something or just waste time by saying it or pause or or sugarcoat it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just trying to like work on that. My therapist is definitely helping on that. I think I need to, she taught me to, to, to say what you're thinking immediately without feeling it. Okay. Which is hard. It like took me a while to, to understand, like, don't feel that you're anxious to say it, know that you want to say it and just say it. Mm -hmm. I agree. Get it out there. It's hard. (laughs) Feelings are hard. (laughs) They're so fucking hard. hard. Oh, they're gross. I hate them. All right, Liz, what's your your deepest, darkest insecurity that you're about to share to the world? (laughs) Okay, my insecurity, it revolves around self-love. And I know, I feel like I'm there. I feel like people won't believe me when I say that because I'm I'm a I'm confident person. I stress self-love in every aspect. I'm a big fan of it. Um, So I don't mean like, like, I mean self-love. I don't mean self-loathing. Like, it's not like sitting there saying I hate myself. It's saying that I have an issue because I didn't know how to love myself enough to get or ask or want what I deserved. I thought whatever shitty situation I was in, that I deserved it. And I, and I didn't deserve anything better. Like, um, I, I kind of thought the love I had for myself and the love that people had for me was, con- was con- uh, conditional. Um, I think it was, ba- I thought it was based on contingencies. Like, if I stressed myself out so hard, making sure I did so much for other people, even if it was at my own expense, even if I was losing myself in the process, even if I didn't want to do things, because in my head, I'm like, if I don't do this, they're not going to love me anymore. And I like, I had to take a step back, like, especially like after, I don't know, like kind of like my self discovery journey the past couple of years, like, I'm like, how am I getting into so many fucking toxic, unhealthy, unworthy, awful situations? Like, I can't blame the start of the situation. Like that's not where shit started. It started the second I accepted it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I had, wow. I could have walked away from, yeah. And I could have walked away from shit a million times over, but it's like, I, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know that I deserved to. And I'm like, you didn't, you didn't I, know your worth. You didn't no, know. Your worth. And, and I like, and I also think it just comes from like, just like childhood wise. Like I, I don't think I was ever really loved the way I need it to be or learned mm-hmm. how I even need it to be. So I'm like, yeah. I, how can I expect all these people to love me if I don't even know how to love myself with it? Um, so I don't know. That was, that's, I'm trying to look, like, look at my notes, but I'm like, cause it just, it's talking about your insecurities. is like, it's hard. It and like, hard. I will talk yeah. about self-love to forever, but it's like when I put it like inward and like of how I got started on such like a deep self-love obsession, it's, it had to start from somewhere and it started from like me never like always being afraid to show who I really am because I just didn't think people would love me for it are you but I does that stem like do you does a lot of your insecurities then stem from whether it's your past or or your your actual family 
Uh, t- yeah, because I felt like, because I, I mean, our one of our, like I said, we've talked about this just because <laughs> we're like go- talking about our biggest insecurities. They're not our only insecurities. Yeah. Like, we have, <laughs> uh, we have a thousand in the books for it. But I think one of my insecurities was my family life because mm-hmm. I, I come from a really fucked up, broken family background. And it used to be something that I thought I had to hide because I didn't know that, like, I thought people wouldn't be friends with me if they knew that people that my dad was a uh, drug dealer and a drug addict and that my family was so fucked up and that my, like, I just, there's just brokenness around and like that just happened. Mm -hmm. Um, I never owned it and I never realized that I am who I am because of it. Like I'm Mm -hmm. funny as fuck because of family trauma. Like I like, (laughs) (laughs) and I just like, I just think that from a really young age, I told myself that I just, I couldn't be me and I couldn't showcase who I really am or where I really came from. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We love you unconditionally, which we talked oh. about. Oh, fuck, my birthday. Unconditional love, isn't it? But, like, it's love. true. Unconditionally. Wait, speaking of my birthday dinner, this is how much I actually do love myself and I know how great I am now. Uh, I had <laughs> my... I had... And the Carly and Gabby weren't at this dinner because um, I had... Of course, I had eight different dinners for my birthday. I had, had a whole she had reservations at every single open restaurant in the city. They were like, calling her saying you can't make anymore. Yeah, open table I, I had to make a reservation on my open table account because she maxed out her reservations on her open table account. I had to call and pretend to be here because she was scared to talk to her best friend at Branzino for the third time that week. <laughs> Yo, but shout out to Branzino in Rittenhouse. You guys were awesome. That was, was such absolutely a great phenomenal. But anyways I know there's a lot we could talk about but I made my I went to dinner with three friends on my actual birthday and I literally made them go around and give me a speech for my birthday like I made them that makes me so uncomfortable like I'm but I think I think I since I'm such a big component of self-love like I express my feelings towards people in my life all the time now and like I and I want everybody to know how I feel about them how I appreciate them I am because I I can't do what I used to do for people anymore. Like I, like I have to do shit that's good for me too. And I'd never want Mm -hmm. people to not accept me for that. So I like explaining that, like I'm doing this for me, but I still am thankful for all that you do for me. And I'm still able to do this for you. So I'm very expressive with it. And so I give speeches on the fucking daily. So I'm like, I like started like cleaning the glass. I'm like, all right, who's up? Who's up talking about me? The thing is like, I'm cringing because I wish I had the confidence to do that. You know what I mean? Like I wish I could, like look at my friends and be like all right what's up hype me up like what do you think about me right now like let me know so like what well, honestly i'll do it any day for you any fucking day <laughs> i know but i mean like to, i don't know because it's, it's weird it's to true. ask it's like it. when yeah it's weird to ask for it but then like i don't know like it's you know you do it on your birthday and you're feeling good and like when it's people's birthday like you wake up and you're like this day is about me everybody does that on their birthday um you know, and, and I just think that's really cool that you, you I leave were able to do on that. my birthday. I every <laughs> single one of my birthdays since I've been old enough to I leave. Um so I mean we were, also, pl- we were planning to leave yeah, the state yep. for your birthday too. Yep, yeah, for so. no, but because of the queue. <laughs> because the queue's of the queue. gotta <laughs> Um but what with with what Alyssa was saying about having your friends give her speeches. So I like we said, we've all been working on our insecurities for the last couple of years, last couple of months, whatever. Um, so I obviously talked to my therapist about it and she was like, 
we were like talking about something completely different. She was like, where do you think this come from? And I was like, this is like one of the only times I like cried in therapy. And I was like, I just think I'm not enough. And she was like, okay, so here's your homework. Cause I'm like a pervert and I love homework. And she was like, um, you have to ask like your family and your friends, like what they think about you. And you just have to listen. Like, you just have to like, oh, listen, like, a- like, and she was like, I'm and like, cringing. don't like ask them why they like love you. Like ask them why they like, like you. Like, why do they like, like oh, having you around? Cringing. Yeah. So I was just like, oh my God. So the first people I asked, I did drunk. I was like drinking in my cousin's yard. And I was like, I'm not supposed to do this when I'm drunk, but whatever. <laughs> uh, and it was nice. And it was like meaningful. But then I like, had to text my brother and be like, hey, like, could you like come over to the house and like, tell me why you like me? <laughs> my fucking brother. And, I, and he was like, oh my God, I, he was, he like sat on the, we like sat on the couch, like looking at each other and we were both so uncomfortable. We couldn't make eye contact. And I was like, this is why I'm fucked up. I had to ask my dad to do it and ask, like, saying the words to my dad, will you tell me why you like me, made me cry. I was like, and he was like, why are you crying? And I was like, because you, I don't, like, we, my family just wasn't, we weren't, yeah. like, words of affirmation wasn't really our thing. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I knew my parents loved me. I knew my brother liked me, but, like, no one really but told it wasn't me when I was way. younger. Yeah, and, it, and it wasn't yeah. how you needed to hear. You know what's yeah, funny? So. Listening to all of, all three of our, like, really big insecurities they kind of stem from the same place. Yeah. Yeah. Like we just, we just weren't getting what we wanted because mm-hmm. we were accepting less than what we deserved like, and didn't realize yeah. it. Have you guys yeah. seen Perks of Being a Wallflower? Yes. It's like we accept the love we think we deserve. So we're like just walking around bumping into things like, oh, you kind of like me. Or like you're a little bit affectionate. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But like we deserve so much more. We're great. Everyone is. Everyone deserves unconditional love. I'm just going to, like, everybody, I'm just going to start carrying a wine glass around. And everybody that I run into, I'm just going to cling it in their faces and be like, tell me why I'm so great. That's what I'm going to do. Yes. I'm going to do like, everybody. You have to remember to do it for other people, too. Because, like, I know I don't. For sure. Like, people, well, probably, people probably don't know if I like them. Like, people probably genuinely far, in their life don't know. <laughs> you, have to, you have to remember to do it to yourself. Oh. Yeah. Like that's Dude, where it starts. You got, you got I, to told, look in I the told you guys I didn't get there yet. I didn't get that, there. That's with, where I, it me starts. and therapy aren't there yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's like what the conversation was. My therapist was like, "Well, like, tell me three things you like about yourself," and I was like, uh, "And like you, you're like, no, I love myself. You're like, you walk around every day, and you're like, I do. And then like someone asks you, and you're like, huh, this is harder than it should be. Hundred percent. What's um. What's another one of your insecurities, Carl? Um, so I get like I feel insecure about like a personality trait of mine, um, because I feel like it shapes people, and they just like don't tell me. But I am like a know-it-all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such I'm such a know-it-all. It, like sometimes things come out of my mouth, and I'm like, oh my god, I shouldn't have fucking said that. I sound like a goddamn asshole. But like I just can't help it. Um, I I I just it just like is like profuse I'm just like I think people like say something and I'm like I think you meant to say this and I'm like no like you don't need to you don't need to tell them what they were thinking but I just I'm like, yo I that would better the thing is like that would ruin my life like <laughs> like so so I know that like that's an insecurity of yours but like for me I'm just like that's so that's that's the opposite like I I go to you for a lot of stuff or just like your opinion because I really value it because you know so much like for me, like, my insecurity is knowing less. Like, like not being so quick on my feet to, like, knowing things. 
I guess. And like, if, if you ever, if you ever, like, if somebody ever corrected me like that, like, bye, it's over. I'm out. Like, I'm packing my bags. I'm leaving the state. Like, I'm not coming back. Like, wait, no joke. I would, I will never correct Carly in my life. Never, like, I don't care if, I don't care if I have fucking proof that she is wrong. I'm not saying shit. Like, I, that's not like just, a positive thing. That's I know, but like, I just trust, I trust you so much. Like, so I had, um, I had Carly look over my personal statement when I was applying to law school um, recently. And like I said, I had Carly send it back and forth. Like it was like, I, I trusted the way she worded things and her grammar and everything. So the final draft got sent back to me after going through like my best friend, Ashley and Carly. And I was about to submit it. And there was someone that just didn't look right. Cause like, I, I liked, I, I didn't question any of Carly's corrections. Like I was like, you know what? Fuck it. She knows she's right. And there, there was one thing that I genuinely knew it wasn't right and I didn't do shit about it and I I brought up to Carly literally three months later I'm like Carly did you mean this <laughs> so it is the dumbest thing ever what's it called Carly an ellipses and how many how many dots is it supposed to be three three okay so I had this bomb ass like last sentence to kind of start my whole personal statement like it was very intense and dramatic so I did like the ellipses like the two the three dots or whatever I'm assuming, like, and then when Carly was looking at it, it accidentally, she added three more dots on top of the original three. So when I got it back. Six dots. There were six six dots. And I kept looking at it. I'm like, fuck, man, this just doesn't look right. But I'm like, you know, my sentence is so intense. Like, it's, it's, it's a cliffhanger. So I was like, maybe it just deserves the extra. What a, what a cliffhanger, though. That's like, (laughs) dot, dot, dot. my personal statement (laughs) all because you blindly trust my knowing on it (laughs) but that's my like that's a people that's a me issue like you know what I mean like I like that's just because I don't know enough like Gabby like I don't know enough and I know all that I don't know so I I trust people that know it yeah I don't trust anyone like it's like Dr. (laughs) Fauci I'm like hmm (laughs) I don't know man I feel I feel like you would enjoy proving someone wrong though. Like a doctor. One thousand percent. I feel I enjoy proving children wrong. I'm like, <laughs> actually. Like, oh, this, this is one of my best know-it-all stories. My um my teacher was teaching. I mean as, as they do. As, 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 as a teacher job does. is. Yes. Yeah. So this, my grown-up grown teacher, I'm 13, and she tells us that a solstice lasts for three months and I'm like no it doesn't so I raise my hand and I say to my teacher in front of a class of 13 year olds you're wrong I thought the woman was going to beat me with my textbook I was like how long is it it's a day it's this the solstice and the equinox are like the the day for the seasons do you know what I mean I'm like three so. You know, wait a minute. If, imagine that teacher. Them. Like, imagine that teacher who has a full ass teaching degree. Like, I would pack my shit up and I'd just leave. I would not come to year old me with my like fucking probably eyeliner on in school when I wasn't allowed to have it, raising my hand like you're wrong. Like, are you kidding me, bitch? I like. Well, did she listen to you? Absolutely not. She told me that I was wrong, and I. And she go to the, the principal's office. No, she didn't send me to the principal's office. I cited the textbook. I said, I'm just going to read you the sentence really quick from the textbook. Oh. <laughs> yep. Awesome. I like email. You dropped her. 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 So I hit her with that. And she said, 
if you disagree with the way the textbook is worded, she tried to say the textbook was wrong, then you should write the editor. And I closed my book Shut and I said, you know, up. I think I will. Oh. Yep. I'll never yep. forget it. The girl sitting across from me, her name was Sarah B. She looked at me and she was like, that was really mature. <laughs> you know you know that teacher drove home went to the liquor store got a couple bottles of wine stayed up all night thinking about what just happened she still, she still thinks thing. about it yeah she sure. still thinks about it i like run into her from time to time because she's from my neighborhood well it's like an yeah. area i'm also like was friends with my mom because my mom was like a teacher at my school and to this day i'm just like fucking moron mm-hmm. there's no there's no doubt in my mind that that woman hears the word solstice and is just triggered she probably she probably sees a picture of me on like Facebook or something. It's like, <laughs> like she has a dartboard with my face on it. She throws. It. Also, normalize being wrong. Yeah, like, yes. it's okay. Yes, it's okay. There's you nothing wrong with it. it. You mm-hmm. Fine. Ego, man. I'm not oh, saying this teacher's name because I don't want to embarrass her further. Oh, she knows who she is. <laughs> yeah, she knows. She knows exactly. She knows who she is. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Um. <laughs> All right, do we have any other big ones? Huh. I mean, well, I feel, I feel like, I know we covered this in our past episode about body image, but like for me, I'm really insecure about my curves. Mm-hmm. I was at a young age and I feel like they just still, that insecurity still dragged on into my, into my adulthood. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's some, t- there's some days where I put on a pair of jeans and I'm like, my ass looks good. Yes. You know yeah, what I mean? Always. I thank my Latin ancestors. I'm like, yo, my ass looks good. But then there's some days where you're just like, mm, it's not cutting it for me. I, mean, I feel like that has to go with like people's perception of like femininity, where it's like it's changing now. Yeah. But like for a long time, it was like dainty. It was like yes. dainty and soft and and tiny and like for sure. like like you don't eat and you're like, you know, well, yeah, like when, like when we were growing up, my body. Yes. When yes, we were yes. growing up, that was it. That was like. If you weren't like a a double zero in jeans, you weren't cute. You know, it was now like it's different, but it's like ingrained in us. For sure, that's what I mean. Yeah, is like this yeah. idea that we need to be like these tiny little feminine. Yeah, stick. isn't it crazy that other people's perceptions become our own insecurities? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Like the people that used to make fun of me in grade school, they always used to say I had really small eyes. <laughs> small eyes. Yes. Beautiful I, eyes. My, I, I think the kid Mark, fuck you, by the way. Um, <laughs> I hope you're looking, Mark. <laughs> I think it's because he liked me, but like, and, but it's just like, I didn't like being made fun of for it. But also, that's and how so, boys flirted. Or anybody still, flirted. But, like, but now that's like, my, I, now I think about it. Like, now I'm like, yeah. I, I, do my eyes look too small in this picture? Do you know, like, how weird is that? Wait, so speaking of boys, I don't even know if they were flirting with me, but so one of my things also that I don't feel feminine enough, like, I don't feel like, like, I fit the bill of like being like a girl, um, probably because I'm a fucking aggressive know-it-all, and like I like <laughs> to like get dirty, and like I always have a bruise. But like whatever. But when I was little, they I rolled up my sleeves in gym class, and they <laughs> called me man arms. Oh, that's so mean. Yeah, now I'm like, so are my arms up. manly? Like I like sometimes I like look at a picture, and I'm like, does that look like a boy's arm? Which that's is, like, the fine, first thing you but look it's, like, at. Yeah. yeah, and it's like now they're like I also call my arms hoagies. That's more of like a weight gain thing. Um, but like, I'm like, am I like, am I? <laughs> I have two primo hoagies. Oh my she, god. Did you just say you have two primo hoagies as, as arms? <laughs> oh my god. That's, that's 
like an adult, like I like I feel like women gain weight in their arms like easily. But oh, I hate my arms. In the shake, in the shake weight commercials, like we are willing to jerk a dick, shake <laughs> back publicly in order to tone our arms. Like obviously it's a problem, um, but yeah, I have yeah, man yeah. arms really fucking stuff with me. Uh, uh, and I'm sure like people like I'm someone like, Carly is a whore on the side of the. the <gasps> I was little and like what, what? wasn't Carly as a whore. What stuck with me was man arms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a whore, I'm 12. My arms are manly. Carly's a whore? Fine. My arms are hoagies triggered. Isn't it cr- like it's a selective, but if we select what we want to hear, so like why are we fucking listening to these pieces of shits? It's that because they're the not no, not all boys are douchebags, but yeah, those mm-hmm. ones were. I, I, always, I, think, I always think the people that made fun of you made fun of you because they were insecure, you know, yeah, like, like they had some, they, they had something, they had demons they were going through themselves and the best way to make you feel better is make others feel worse, you know. Yeah. Why did they call me man arms? <laughs> <laughs> that, I think that's wild. I don't I know. I was really good at pitching at kickball and they were pissed because I was a good kickball. And I was a also. Also, just stop calling people four eyes with glasses, okay? That really <laughs> stuck with me. I never got over it. Wait, you're right. You know why? Because it's so fucked up. Gen Zs now wear glasses as an accessory. And fake glasses. I know. Fake and glasses. I'm genuinely afraid to wear my thick ass fucking glasses because I'm borderline blind out in public. <laughs> that like is that you like, didn't wear glasses when we met. You I... wouldn't wear your glasses when we met. I know. I can't see. I know, it's like ingrained in me from Mark F. again calling me fucking four eyes my entire grade school experience. Dickhead, man. Should we kill Mark? Should we kill Mark? Can I'm we about say to, that I'm about to Facebook him and, and see what he's up to. What he's up to. No. I hope to God he's wearing glasses. I hope to God he's wearing glasses. <laughs> now, he probably got LASIK because he's so insecure. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Mark. Fuck you. Uh, all right. So those are a lot of our major, major insecurities. And I know that we're not the only ones and I'm sure a lot of people feel that way about them. But, you know, I think it's a great opportunity to air it out, talk about it, but also own make it. sure you're, yeah, own it and make sure you're working on it, you mm-hmm. know? So I think we can, you know, talk about like the ways that we are constantly trying to get over our insecurities or just, you know, not let them um, take over our thoughts. Yeah. I think one of the things I had to learn how to do that like really helped me was like, it's, oh, I hate how corny I sound sometimes, but it's, it's saying no to other people. So I can say yes to myself. Like, you know, when something's not serving you and you know, when you don't get anything out of it and when you're, and you don't want to accept less than what you deserve that you just say no. Um, so recognizing those moments where something I used to accept is okay for me no longer accepting. Yeah. I mean, that's a gut feeling I feel. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, like, the gut feeling. When you feel it in the pit of your stomach, you instantly know. But we're so, we're so used to, like, avoiding that feeling, I think. Like, I I used to do it all the time. I used to have gut feelings that made me sick, uncomfortable. You would get, like, remember, like, the sweaty palms, and you're just, like, your mind is all over. where you have to shit yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it goes right to your ass. Right to your ass. (laughs) Right to the ass. (laughs) (laughs) I also, wait, I also, I know. I don't know why I went there, but um, I used to, I started taking myself out on dates too. 
Like I, I became, remember this phase. Oh, yeah. I love that. Like I just became really I needed to get comfortable with being alone and liking <laughs> who I was and getting to know myself. So I would go to dinner by myself. I always went to the movies by myself. I just really appreciated my alone time. And now I, I I love I love my alone time. I thrive by myself. Oh, I actually really love that list. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take that and run with it. I love that. Yeah, I'm gonna try like that. That's gonna be a goal for me. Except people usually like talk to you when you eat by yourself, but yeah. it's kind of nice. Like yeah. I remember eating by myself one time, and like an old man came to join me. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> like honestly, of course. And I was like, <laughs> he was like, "Do you mind if I sit with you?" And I was like, "Absolutely, join me." Oh, he was proud. Yeah, he probably needed a friend, right? But I feel like that, like always, like even if like you're at a bar, like I guess being at a bar by yourself is different because people are like they're probably on the prowl. But like if you oh, I help myself all the time. You do, you do. honestly. Yeah, you do. And I love that you do that. I love that you do that. Like, that's the kind of confidence that I wish I had. But I think that's one thing that I, I work on is, like, just trying to build up my confidence. Like, not being so hateful if I look in the mirror or double-checking, triple-checking, you know, my outfit constantly, mm-hmm. embracing, you know, my my curves, things like that. Mm-hmm. it's little things too it's just like changing yeah. your perception and like changing your behaviors like in like a small way right. um, a lot of my work has been like through therapy so like one admitting it was like for me such like a big thing like for me to say like and I was like it was so deep buried and repressed that like it didn't like my therapist had to like pull it out of me it wasn't something I could like easily identify so if like right. you know if you're feeling like um there's something going on that you don't really understand or like that there's like a common theme in your life that like obviously is like problematic like take the time be introspective like Mm -hmm. think what's going on and like get to like really get to the root of it and like obviously therapy is a great way to do that but if you don't want to go to therapy you can do it on your own like just actually think about things um I'm I'm now learning how to identify emotions um other than anger which is (laughs) helpful (laughs) my therapist was like how many emotions are there and I was like one rage (laughs) this wheel and you're gonna identify your other emotions um so that also helped me to like express myself and accept when people express emotions towards me which is like I think helping me too so it's like when not anything but angry with me I'll like shut down um so like now I'm like oh I can accept affection and like I can tell that you love me right and I think at the end of the day I think you just have to kind of take other people as like put what they think aside and just do what makes you feel good. Like I, I like taking like photo shoots of myself and like that might come across really fucking cocky or thirst trapping or this and that. But yeah, doing my makeup and taking pictures of myself where I think I look pretty, if that makes me feel good, I'm do doing it. it. I really don't give a fuck. I do love it. that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like whether that means, I mean, whether it means like reading a self-help book, taking a nice hot bath, taking a mental health day, or just reaching out to somebody just so just to vent, like whatever you need to do to make yourself feel good, you gotta stop feeling guilty for doing those things. And you need I to make that. more time to do them too. Like I oh, know yeah. I love like I love reading books. Mm-hmm. I haven't read a book in a million years, but like reading a book makes me feel better. Yeah, I like genuinely, truthfully, it's like different than watching a show. It's like the whole it's so romantic, the whole experience. I love staying up late and reading a book. And I haven't Every- done it forever because I'm just like, I'm too busy. I have, I have everything else going on. I have so many things. So like yeah. make time. You know what? You, you, should, uh, you should read a book tonight then. 
for sure. Yeah, you know what I'm going to say to you? Um, that I have something to do. <laughs> because I have to, I have so much going on because I can't just do one thing, I have to do a million. Um, but well, no, we're you're working right. on I should, it. I should, like, we're working on it. I should we'll work some progress. Um, I will say progress. one more thing that's helpful um, when it comes to insecurities because they come from a deep rooted place like we like we, we spoke about um, is I'm working on stop being so defensive mm -hmm. if people need to tell me something or if I'm I just need a reality check or something. Um, I hard. do that a lot. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so hard. So hard. But but I start I start small. I think I think now because I have so much um, time because of the queue at home. <laughs> um, I do that a lot with Jeff now, which is awesome. Like I, I don't, and they always say the people that you're closest with are the ones that you'll treat poorly mm -hmm. just because you're comfortable with them. And I would get so defensive all the time with him. So it's baby steps, but I definitely think, you know, working on, um, on how you react to people's opinions that are just trying to help you is important. And looking at why you're reacting the way you are. Like you're reacting because yeah. you know it's right because that you know that they're right exactly they nerve because they they like touched on something that exactly yeah, yeah. sure so you just have to be aware yeah yeah my immediate reaction whenever someone says something that I'm like what? my sister said something to me that she said I'm emotionally immature and I was like fuck you and then I was like oh, you're very right you're very right you're very right um, and there and that's where the anger comes from <laughs> yes <laughs> literally we were in the car and I was like I'm gonna crash this car right now. But, Oh my god! Not anymore. I have more emotions than rage. Um, I want to do rapid fire. Uh, what's wrong? How's your? How's your? Is your phone charged a little bit? No, it's like it. It's is not it dead. Ten. Okay, we just have to be mindful of talking when you're talking. I just yeah. don't want you. I just don't want you be you being cut out for things that you say you when don't you need to hear me. Fine. See, like like that gave me an insecurity. What? Like, like saying that, like telling Carl that her thing. Oh, like, I know. I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel so bad. I feel like an asshole. I'm like, oh, you're fucking, you can't fucking hear you. So, obviously, we like to make everything a joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, we wanted to share some of our, like, lighter, like, less deep-rooted family trauma-related insecurities. More, like, just kind of funny things that we share with each other. Um, so we're going to do like a rapid fire insecurity session uh, <laughs> where we just literally shout things out that we're insecure about. Um, and I will go first. My hands. Oh my God. You have to, <laughs> you have to explain why your hands. What do you, I mean, like, I just think they're, they're like, they're short and like, I always bit my nails growing up. So like, I never had like pretty painted nails. Like I had like little stubs. And then, so my friends would make fun of me when I got fake tips because they'd be like, it looks so weird. Cause they were like, so not used to me having fingernails because I, it was just like a whole thing. It was like a whole thing, but I found a really pretty pink nail polish that makes me feel like a little fairy. Um, and Harry Styles in the watermelon sugar video, which if oh you're a regular God. listener, you oh totally God, understand. Um, but I found the color mm -hmm. that is going to help me to feel secure in my hands. So, okay. okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of mine is um, idioms. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, so my parents are foreign, and growing up tutoring and like doing homework was really hard because there was like a language and culture barrier there. So I feel like a lot of times learning English and you know studying it was <laughs> was really hard. But like 
I'm really bad at idioms. Like, they make me so insecure. Like, my dad said, nip it in the butt for I can't tell you how many years until he realized. And he would always say, you know, you're, you're breaking your leg. But, like... What does I, that mean? Like, <laughs> like, you know when you say break a leg? Yeah. But, like, for good luck, like, he thought it was negative. Oh, no. So, like, oh. <laughs> it was something like, protect yourself. You're gonna, You're breaking the leg or some shit like that. But, like... <laughs> Like, I can't use any of them. None of them make sense to me. Creature of habit, no idea what that means. Like, apple Creature of, of habit. Eye, like, none of that stuff, I can't. And when I hear people say it, it gives me anxiety because I, I don't want to... I'm nervous to admit, like, I don't know what you just said. That doesn't mean anything to me. So that's, like, a huge insecurity of mine. I'm usually going to talk only idioms to you. <laughs> that's my nightmare. And you know, I like, can't think of a single one right I, now. My mind is, my so, mind blank. is so blank. I have you know who uses that. them all the time? Jeff. Jeff uses them all the time. And it like it makes me so upset. <laughs> I, like, I'm about, what? I keep thinking like, like I don't know. Like, do you ever see those memes like things like <laughs> people say it's like, we got here just in time. Like when the line. <laughs> uh, white, what things white people say? Yeah, but, like, that's, that's, the, oh, that's all I keep thinking about. <laughs> So I'm like, that's, that's not an idiom. Like, that's just no. that's a corny saying. <laughs> no, but that, even that kind of stuff, I'm just like, I don't, that doesn't do anything for me. Like, people say that, and I, and I, you know that meme of that girl who does the, like, the, like, algebra the math problem? About <laughs> that's me. And I'll be in a circle of friends, and somebody says something like that, and they all laugh, and I'm like, like was that funny? Like, was that funny? <laughs> it honestly... I hate it. It makes me sweat, and I hate it, and I wish nobody used them. Oh, was that funny? Oh, my God. Was yeah. That <sighs> What's All right, let's rapid fire. Yeah, you got, we got one, Liz? Oh, well, okay. Well, this I, isn't rapid. Just I know. Sorry. Okay. Uh, well, you guys both know that I pick my lips. So yes. um, yeah. that is a huge, huge insecurity of mine because it's an insecurity because I know when people see me doing it. And I know like that it looks like a, like my like my sister like calls me a weirdo every time she sees me doing it because I know how it looks like you're sitting there literally picking the skin off your <laughs> lips to where they bleed yeah. and I can't stop doing it and then I'm insecure after like then I have like my lips are bleeding in the middle of the day <laughs> like we're out we're like out to dinner and my lips bleeding and, and I you're just I'm working on that from the mouth <laughs> it's so gross um I I hate I hate or- ordering food over the phone like that one's funny. There will be times where we'll have to order food out. And if, if you know, a lot of places now you're allowed to order online. Like you go on the website online and you order it. If a restaurant or place does not allow that, I don't. Then I say, okay, we just got to find a new spot. I you love Grubhub. Like Grubhub, Uber, Uber Eats, all this oh, stuff. Yeah, anything yeah. online. I cannot, I hate talking on the phone. And, and it just like makes me so uncomfortable. And I feel like, like I'm the kind of person that if they messed up my order and I'm talking to them or they ask me a question that I don't know, I'll be like, yeah, that's fine. Like if, oh, you don't have that dressing, that's no. completely fine. Like, it's okay. Like there, one time we, we were all, we were all together. Actually it was recently, we were all together and we ordered off of, what was it? Grubhub, something like that. And they delivered our food and it was wrong. <laughs> Like it was straight up wrong. Also, like me and Carl don't eat meat. So, it was but an they, hour late too. It was an hour late, and they they send us a salad that we were splitting with chicken in it. But like neither of us can eat it. And I also ate it and was yeah. like, "Is this 
I was like, I don't want to be dramatic, but like, is this right. chicken? And I like let the food fall out of my yeah. mouth. Mm-hmm. And then like Gab was like, I think it's chicken. And we were like, that's okay. We don't eat meat. <laughs> and then Alyssa, Alyssa picks up the phone. She's like, fuck it, I'm calling them. So she calls them and just gives them help. And I'm sitting there like, I would be one of the people to be like, um, so like you gave me chicken and it's fine. I've been a vegetarian <laughs> for like this many years, but like, I get no. it. Like that's, I, like that, those situations, they but would even, destroy me. That ties into like my own insecurity because people think I'm a bitch because of that. Because I'm like assertive and like I, I speak and I'm like okay with like speaking up for mm-hmm. wrongdoings. I thought that was fucking awful what happened to us. We like, paid like, for no, that. We paid for yes, them to do that to us. Yes, especially. My, my ordering food over the phone insecurity comes from letting people walk all over me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm perfectly okay if somebody put onions in my salad if I didn't want it. Like, I'll be like, I'll just pick them out. It's fine. I'll just, it's, it's on me. You know? Oh. Oh. We deserve more than that, okay? We, we should, we, we I deserve do. more than, than not having onions in my salad. Yes. I deserve more. Thank you. All right. Carl, any, any other insecurities? I mean, this one's like a little, this is like oversharing. But like, I have like labia. I have like labia insecurities. Like, I'm insecure about the size of my vagina. <laughs> Because, like, I look at, and this this has to, this comes back to, like, being feminine, I'm sure. It's all of our insecurities are rooted in the same thing. But, like, I look at, like, models and stuff, and I'm like, where are their lips? I'm like, how are they wearing that? And maybe it's photoshopped <laughs> out. I don't know. But I'm just like, is my vagina big? But then I started hearing that, like, fat pussies are, like, a desirable. That's a trend now. In women. Trend. Yeah. And it's a trend. So I'm like, do I, but then I'm like, do I have one? Or, like, do I just have a mediocre pussy? Like, <laughs> No. I don't want that. No, fuck that. You do not have mediocre pussy. Thank no. you so much. But also, I don't. I'm not gonna like walk up to my friends and be like, let's compare labia size. <laughs> I did one time. We did do do our nipples together. Like we were all like, all right, like let's pop a nipple out and like look at him and see like what everyone else is rocking. Um, but that's like normal between girlfriends. Like I feel right? like right. But yeah. it's like I feel like when you like spread the legs and you're like look at the size of my like vagina that's lips. A that's a line. <laughs> There's a line there. So I've no, never I, done that. So I have like I got pussy anxiety. You just need friends to send you pictures of their of their vulvas. I do, I do, I really do. I need I need to make I need to. And you know, honestly, there's a lot of friends that I think I could text and be like, "Could you please just send me a a pussy pic really quick?" Just for my my insecurity reasons. Confirm to me that my pussy is not mediocre. Yeah. Listen, we got fat, wet pussy energy. That's it. So um, speaking of, of that, that wet pussies. Think, uh, speaking <laughs> of that, I think we need to jump into what we're bringing to the table this week. We're bringing like an experience to the table this week. It's like more than just a, a movie. It's an experience. Yeah. And, and it's, for me, it's triggering because I only heard about the movie because in passing, my mom said, there's this great movie out on Netflix and you should watch it. And then she slips in, you should watch it with Jeff. And I was like, okay, mom. And I thought nothing of it until I figured out what this movie was about. And it's basically like a softcore porn. And it's, it's just triggering that my mom. That's all I thought it. about when we were watching this movie. Okay, so to preface, we did we heard about this movie via Gabby, via her mom. So we had a sleepover I, on Monday. We're a little sense. buzzed. And we're like, we brought my mattress out in the living room. and We, we were had a whole ass port. We were just whole- like comfortable we're like you know what let's like let's just watch this movie and all together the three all of us, together a little bit drunk and let's start it at 12 30 a.m <laughs> and 
I've never that like I'm not I'm just gonna say I I've everybody I've been talking to about this movie I I let them know it's an awful movie but it is my favorite worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it and the plot was so fucking bad do I think they could have spent a little like an hour extra on it to not because I like I I don't like it because it is borderline rapey vibes um like he acts like he doesn't Okay, we we have to, what's the movie it's called? It's called 365. It, it, I yeah, can't. the movie's called 365. It's available on Netflix. Do and not like, watch it with your you've probably mom. heard about it. You've probably at this point, I feel like it was trending for a little yeah. while. Like when I heard about it, I asked my friends out cuz it was on TikTok. They were like they were like, "Did you watch the movie on Netflix yet?" And I was like, "No." I was like, "But I think I saw a TikTok about it. Does someone get like maybe choked a little bit in the shower?" <laughs> and they were like, "Exactly." So like even if you don't know that you've heard about it, you've probably you've heard about seen it. it. Yeah. It is the like. There's no way those actors did not actually get but have sex like, to be intimate. We looked they, it up. They, they, yeah, they, they did. did. I know, but what but I'm like, saying is like the, the the acting that went into it to make it look like it was real is in is is mind boggling. He spits on her clit. Like we all saw it. Wait. So I'm also, y'all we're watching it. the movie and we're like, like a he- we're like a half hour in and we're like. Because we had heard that it was, like, really sexual. So we're like, hey, like, this is, like, kind of a lot, but, like, not that much. Like, I don't know why people are acting a fool. Like, and Fifty then, Shades is worse than that. Then, and then it hits the yacht scene. Once you get to the scene where they're on the boat, it's a whole different ball. When he spit on her vagina, all of us sat. We were laying down we're on like, this <gasps> mattress. All of us sat square up and looked at each other and were like, did, did that just did I that just, just happen? They put it in a movie and they were like, yo, this I, isn't porn. Bro. And then they popped so, it on Netflix. My, my right? thing is, I think they made the porn and we're like, you know what? We want it, We want this to be like a, a, a movie. Like we, we want, want a little context. drama aspect. We want context. Yeah. So they're like, we just need to come up with a plot real quick. Um, <laughs> the, the female actress, I think she's the worst actor I've ever watched. <laughs> on any show or movie. Listen, I think she was listen. so bad. Until the sex scenes. And then she, and then she like, Came into her own. Listen, they did not make that movie to win an Oscar. <laughs> no, they did. So this guy, he's the, one of the best looking guys that I've ever seen on screen. Um, he's very good looking. He's tall. He, the way he dresses, he he falls in love with this with this female that he saw at a glance and searches the entire world for her until he finds her. Has portraits and then he of her painted and in his house, just like posted up. Like homeboy's a fucking creep. And yeah. then he kidnaps her. He's like rich, obviously he has to be. He kidnaps her and says that he won't touch her until she falls in love with him and basically gives her permission. But then he chokes the shit out of her and slams her into the walls, like just randomly. It's... And I'm just gonna say it, she did not cry one time when she found out she was being kidnapped. She wakes she up was and not like, upset at all. So we so we love hate. We hate so that like that's not okay. I also think that a lot of young women are watching this movie and are like, oh my god, like I want to get kidnapped. Like I want my prince charming to like find me. It me. And like that's yeah, that's not okay. It no. makes no, okay. okay. I wanted I, that. No, we can't eat right. That. It's like watching you. It's like watching you where you're like, I'm kind of into Joe. It's like fucks with your brain. Because like, no one should be into this guy. But they cast the hottest man I might maybe, aside from my husband from work the other day, this was the hottest guy I've seen in all year. (laughs) I will say what I will say. I I think it's good that they're normalizing sex a little bit. Like, I think that was the best part of watching it is is you don't get to see that in a lot of movies that you see. I've never seen a sex scene that was so real like that. The chemistry, their positioning, like just 
everything was just so fucking like they were having sex for strictly pleasure and like you don't see that in movies yeah. we st- we stand normalizing sex but we don't stand being normalizing kidnapping no yeah rape. that was fucked up that's not or, like okay. abusive relationships but, like we yeah. don't romanticize abusive relationships yes that's spoiler, not us spoiler alert it took her three days okay she had 365 days Yo. three days he, like it no, there are so many points in the movie where I just like yelled at the TV. Oh, I, I, how many times stop. did I say, "Brother," yeah. while we were watching it? <laughs> like, ev- I was like every single, and also it was so funny. You like met certain characters and you knew exactly who they were going to be in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh, yeah. that's going to be her bestie." Like, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna yeah. be best. Like, it was just so. It's, oh my! It's God. a very obvious movie outside of the sex scenes that you're like, "How did this happen?" When- but we won't we won't spoil the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because apparently there's two more. Yeah, so apparently it's like a it's a whole Twilight series. It's like Twilight. More more are gonna keep coming. I also, it's in already. it's in Polish, Italian, and English, so you have <laughs> yeah, to watch yeah. it with subtitles. <laughs> so at twelve thirty a.m. when we were a little bit drunk from dinner and we just, drinking on the roof all day, we popped on a not English movie about <laughs> sex and all watched it together, and we were like, oh, okay. It was so. It was wild. It was, it was so wild, and then it like ended, and we were all like, "I guess we go to bed now." Like, <laughs> I've never stayed up that late and watched a movie before. Like, normally you just fall asleep. Yeah. Like, no, I was we were so emotionally invested in this movie, and like, yeah. I needed to know how it ended because I didn't realize it was one of three. So yes. I was like, "Okay, like this is it." I know, but um, so that's what we're bringing for the table this week. So we're not going to spoil too much more about it. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. Just give it a just give it a watch. So, um, this just in: your homework, listeners, this week is to watch three sixty five. Grab a buddy, or watch it by yourself, or you know, I don't know, get your whole group of girlfriends together, get a little drunk, and all watch yes. it together on a mattress. Um, but send us your reactions. Um, yeah. We were like big into the fandom. Like we definitely, definitely <laughs> what are their names? Massimo and Laura. We don't know. Oh, yeah, oh, Massimo Laura. And, and Laura. I'm, I'm actually uh, gonna order the book. What? I'm gonna order the books. Are you? Yeah. I kind of like that. Garbage. I'll read them too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting books. Um, but yeah. So now you have a week to. Uh, Watch 365, and we will see you next Monday. Or hear, you'll hear us next Monday. <laughs> yes. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.